his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA, Tuesday afternoon. We will certainly talk more as we head through the afternoon about the possibility of the uh, Roe v. Wade decision from 1973 being rolled back. Tomorrow afternoon, Bill O'Reilly is going to be here. Looking forward to uh, having Mr. O'Reilly back with us, uh, talking about uh, not just the issues of the day, but the reason that he has been absent for, what, the last month or two? He's been busy cranking out another one of those New York Times best-selling books. This one's called Killing the Killers. And I just got it the other day. I'm working my way through it. Again, just a great read, as always. And uh, Bill O'Reilly will be with us tomorrow afternoon. So there's a leak somewhere inside the Supreme Court Someone decided to take a working document and release it, leak it, obviously without any sort of authorization. So has it happened before? What happens now? How does the court handle this? Uh, Dr. John Augenbach from a VCU specializes in governmental uh, policy and has been with us uh, each and every time at CE. Uh, each and every time has been here uh, talking about the Supreme Court, and everybody just calls him Augie because that last name is just, is just absolutely impossible. You know, every time I talk to you, I feel like I'm, I have to ask Vanna if I could buy a vowel. <laughs> so, so Augie it is, right? Augie's fine, uh, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just in the interest of full disclosure, why don't you explain to everybody how the last name is pronounced, and then I will proceed to ignore it, okay? Uh, the last name is pronounced Augenbaugh, and uh, at a very young age, most of my classmates could not uh, pronounce my last name. Um, so they took to uh, giving me a nickname, um, and everybody, uh, including my mother and my grandmother, referred to me as Augie. <laughs> well, then I am in very good company as far as I'm yes, concerned. Yes, you are. Uh, yes, you like are. That. 
So uh, let me ask you about a leak from inside the Supreme Court. This is really, this is not a common occurrence, right? Uh, it has hardly happened in the history of the court. Um, and uh, what's even more shocking um, is that it appears as though the court wasn't or isn't ready to release its decision uh, in the Dobbs case, uh, which is uh, uh, the case challenging uh, the Mississippi uh, abortion law. Um, I mean, we've had a couple instances in the court's history where um, staffers on the court, clerks for various justices, have maybe given uh, media the heads up that a decision was coming down. Mm -hmm. uh, but the fact that an entire draft majority opinion got released, and uh, as uh, Chief Justice John Roberts confirmed earlier today, it was authentic. It was definitely a, a, a draft majority opinion coming from Justice Alito. Mm. Yeah. So uh, let's flesh this out a little bit, and not even talking about the case itself, but just the, the mechanics inside the court. The, the nine get together, if I understand it correctly, and it's like one big spitball session for the longest period of time, throwing things back and forth, and, and then they develop, is, is it sort of like, a, I guess, a working draft, one side or the other? Uh, yeah, so, you know, the, the Dobbs case was heard late last year, and within that week, the court would have had a conference vote on where the justices stood mm -hmm. um, on the constitutionality of the Mississippi law. Okay. At that point, uh, the senior most justice would assign the majority opinion if they were in the majority. Um, so at some point, Alito got assigned the majority opinion. But it doesn't stop there, Jeff. You, know, you are correct. At that point, um, you know, Justice Alito would draft a majority opinion that gets circulated to his colleagues on the court, and then members of the court can respond to that draft opinion. Um, in some cases, justices actually switch votes when they've seen the majority and or dissenting opinions. Oh. Um, this, so your, your metaphor of how the court, you know, spits ball, spit balls ideas, um, is correct. This is, uh, you know, typically the Supreme court, goes back and forth. They, they respond to one another's comments, suggestions, ideas, requests for clarifications or footnotes. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's how the process basically works. So in reality, there's a very limited number of people who would have had access to this document, correct? That is correct. Uh, you're talking about the nine justices, uh, their clerks, um, each of the justices gets four uh, clerks. Uh, the chief justice gets a fifth because he's the main administrative officer for the federal judiciary. Right. Um, staff members for each of the justices' offices. But, you know, we're talking about maybe, you know, 50 to 60 people who would have access wow. 
to any of the draft opinions. So we're not talking about a lot of it, a lot of people here. Yeah. So is is there a, an actual law anywhere that says draft opinions or documents of this court may may not be released without the permission of uh, the chief justice or or this justice or is it just long held tradition and custom? Um, it's long held tradition, but the clerks um, do sign a confidentiality agreement. Um, And this arose in the 1970s uh, because some of your listeners may remember uh, a best-selling book called The Brethren uh, that was written by two Washington Post reporters um, that exposed what went on the Supreme Court led by Chief Justice Warren Burger. And that book had some details that could only have come from either the clerks or some of the other justices. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Jeff, when former clerks have even written books about their experience as clerks, right. there's been some significant blowback from the other clerks because they disclosed what went on in the chambers of the justice that they worked for. Um, um, a book that comes to my mind is uh, uh, Ed Lazarus's book, uh, Closed Chambers. Um, mm-hmm. And he actually worked for uh, Justice Blackman in the late 1980s. Um, and he wrote a book about his experience, and he disclosed some of the workings uh, of the court uh, the year that he worked for Justice Blackman. And the response was pretty negative. Yeah. Wow. So, look, I I know neither one of us has uh, has a crystal ball or anything else, but I'm looking at this and, and understanding the way the political game works and the way the Washington game works. So my sense is it's a clerk for one of the three... Uh, Democrat appointed justices, and I'm thinking, uh, you know, they want to be an activist. They're they're already being heralded as a hero by the by many on the left. Would that person, if, if hypothetically speaking, it is a clerk for somebody who is a prominent uh, left of center justice, would they lose their law license as a result of this? I don't know if they would lose their law license, Jeff, but it would definitely be a question that uh, a bar association would ask, because mm-hmm. if if they could not keep the confidentiality of basically the law firm that they're working for, right. I mean, I mean, let's face right. it, I mean, to a certain extent, that's what the Supreme Court is. Sure. If they if they can't keep working documents confidential when they were a clerk for the Supreme Court, what's the likelihood they're going to go ahead and do that when they are working for a law firm? Mm -hmm. And that's the question that would get asked. Um, uh, So, I mean, whoever did this is really sticking their neck way out, you know, uh, on the chopping block. I mean, um, and, 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 the, the court operates on trust, right? I mean, it's a yeah. it's a small group organization. Yep. Um, and, and Jeff, you know, 
you worked in 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 a small group uh, organizations. If you can't trust the people you work with, that becomes a that becomes a really difficult work experience. Exactly. I mean, um, so um, uh, the, the chief justice has announced uh, that the marshal's office for the court is going to do an investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I was pretty shocked when I when I saw it because, again, you know, I've been teaching you know the courts yeah. for you know well over two decades. Um, and I get asked all the time, you know, how often does this, you know, does, you know, do opinions or votes get leaked? And I said, it never happens. Um, cause usually the people who work for the justices and the justices themselves respect the institution. Yes. Um, yes. so, yeah. Oh, well, it is problematic. My Listen, my only thought, Augie, is that whoever it was that leaked it eventually goes for a position with a Crane Pool and Schmidt, and it's Denny Crane who's asking the uh, uh, the background <laughs> investigations because I don't think they're getting the job. That's just me, you know, but... Uh, well, I, I, I would be, I, I be hard-pressed if I was a managing partner for a law firm, yeah. um, even if my politics aligned with you know the clerks. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I would be very, very skeptical about hiring such a person because, again, um, how could you trust them, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, you take on a client that that particular lawyer doesn't like, and they're going to go ahead and disclose um, uh, working papers between. Uh, a client in the law firm. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know very many law firms uh, uh, that would uh, keep that person on or even hire them in the first instance. That's a great point. Yeah. Augie, I appreciate you being here, man. As always, we're over time. That is Dr. John Augenbaugh from uh, VCU. Appreciate his insight there. You and I are going to talk a little bit more about the, the substance of this decision well it's not quite a decision yet is it's still a working paper but i like the way it's headed i am absolutely dismayed that uh, leftists now are making a hero or a heroine out of the person who stole it and released it 416 jeff katz news radio wrva his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt Hi-ya! and even after band camp he might not be the greatest musician <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future, in vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, 
empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.